Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to the Jewish Reaction here on the Nachum Siegel Network, presented by the OU, the Orthodox Union. My name is Eli Hagler. I'm the Assistant Director of Yachad, and we're coming to you from the OU headquarters in downtown Miami. We've got a great show coming up for you uh, in the next hour. We're going to be speaking with um, Jack Gorgie, who's the Executive Director of JUF, the Jewish Union Foundation, and with Srili Rosner, who's the Director of the OU Job Board. And just last week, Srili and Jack together... Uh, pulled off an incredible event. It was a the first ever Yachad job fair, specifically geared towards finding jobs for people uh, with disabilities. You'll hear all about it. The program was a smashing success. More than 500 people uh, showed up to the point where there were even lines waiting to get in. Uh, it was really an incredible experience, an incredible thing to see. Uh, a lot going on here, but first, here we go with uh, the Nachum Siegel Network. Everybody knows now that Nachum's uh, marathon, I speak, of course, not of the running marathon, but of the fundraising marathon, uh, is well underway, today being day nine. Uh, I don't have an up-to-date total, but at the end of day eight, um, they have raised almost $141,000. So thank you so much to everybody who has donated so generously to continue the programming of JM in the AM and the Nachum Siegel Network and uh, everybody involved there so congratulations and good luck to everybody coming forward uh if you're interested in making a pledge as part of the fundraising marathon you can go to jmintheam.org or the nachamsegelnetwork.com to make your pledge and any and all amounts are greatly appreciated here at the jewish reaction we're coming off uh, a week ago before that, before the job board, it's always an exciting time here, but we were just coming off the uh, completion of Team Yachad's participation in the Jerusalem Marathon. We know, of course, that at the end of January, Team Yachad ran with 180 people down in Miami, and at the beginning of March, on March 1st to be exact, which is a Friday, uh, Team Yachad actually participated in the Jerusalem Marathon, and I believe we were the second largest charity in the race in just our second year uh, doing this program with 214 runners. That's right. 214 people gathered in Israel, many of them already living in Israel and or lucky enough to be studying in yeshiva or seminary or a year program uh, in Israel, came together to raise money for Yachad and to run either the 10K, the half marathon, or the full marathon uh, to raise money for Yachad. We spoke uh, two weeks ago, actually, with um, was wishing a Mazel Tov to uh, Sam, one of our runners, a 13-year-old boy who ran with his parents, uh, Sam Siklik of Woodmere, New York, who gets a Mazel Tov for his bar mitzvah. And the bar mitzvah itself was done together with Yachad, and was really an incredible event, an incredible program. Um, and of course, those of you who are listening right here on the Nachum Siegel Network to the Jewish Reaction with Ellie Hagler, you know that last week we came to you live. We were live from Yeshiva University with... Uh, we're, I teamed up together with The Stunt Show, which is the show hosted right after mine. Um, my show is on Thursday nights from 5 to 6, and The Stunt Show is from 6 to 7 right after my show. I teamed up with Daniel Gordon for the second time. The first time we teamed up was to uh, put on the now world-famous uh, ping-pong or table tennis exhibition, where, to put it nicely, I... Had it handed to me by 11-year-old Esty Ackerman of West Hempstead, the fourth-ranked 11-year-old female table tennis player in America. Um, 
and Daniel from the the uh, stunt show was kind enough to do the play by play for that match. Uh, and last week we spent the week spent the week we spent the day on Thursday at the 22nd annual Red Sarachek tournament of Yeshiva University up in Washington Heights, New York, where I hosted my show live. I was joined on the air by Rabbi Eli Storch from the Davis Renoff Stoller Yeshiva High School for Boys uh, in Woodmere, my alma mater, who that night went on to beat Valley Torah. Uh, handily at the Sarachek basketball tournament. But more importantly, the stunt show, the stunt of the evening was a Papa Shot contest. Papa Shot, of course, you know, is the arcade game, the basketball arcade game where you just, you know, you get timed and whoever scores the most points wins. And due to a thank you to our friends at Adorama, we gave a $150 gift certificate to the three winners from each of the hours. Uh, and it was really just very exciting, a great atmosphere up by YU. So a special thank you to our friends uh, at YU for working with us to be able to pull that together. That was really great. Um, but like I said, coming up here on the Jewish Reaction with Ellie Hagler, we have a great show coming up. We're going to be joined by uh, a member from JUF and another member from the OU Job Board speaking about uh, the difficulty in the job market today, specifically but not only geared towards people uh, living with a disability and some of the struggles uh, that they might go throughout just trying to uh, to find a job in that nowadays when it's just so tough. Uh, just before we get into that, let's play uh, one song. We're going to play Achenu by Diddy Rosenberg.
Was Didi Rosenberg's version of Achinu? You're listening to the Jewish Reaction here on the Nachum Siegel Network, brought to you by the OU, the Orthodox Union. My name is Eli Hagler. I'm the assistant director of Yachad, and now we're being joined in the booth by Jack Orgy, the executive director of JUF, the Jewish Union Foundation, and Srili Rosner, the international and intergalactic director of the OU Job Board. Uh, Srili and Jack, welcome to the Jewish Reaction. Thank you very much, Srili. <laughs> That's Srili. That's Srili's uh, intro Shirley, music. Here. <laughs> uh, before we begin, Srili, tell us a little bit about the OU Job Board and how you got started with it and where the idea came from and how it morphed into the massive conglomerate that it is today. Sure. Uh, the OU Job Board actually started off as a uh, blog where uh, the OU picked up some jobs uh, from a social service organization, and we just sent them some of our people um, with the uh, with the intent of getting them jobs through this organization, uh, realizing that it's really not covering uh, nearly what the community needed, and hap- uh, haphazardly starting this uh, right before the recession in 2007, uh, we decided to make a job board where we posted every and all jobs we can get a hold of, starting with the greater New York, New Jersey area, and then morphing into the entire United States, Canada, and Israel. 
the job board now uh, usually has anywhere between 1,500 and 2,500 jobs put up monthly. All the jobs that are put up are readily available. 99% of them have been vetted, meaning that we know that these jobs are in existence and they're ready to be filled. The job board also hosts anywhere between 500 and 800 uh, resumes that are put up per month. We also correct resumes that are sent to us, and we have a tremendous uh, following on our e-learning classes. Our e-learning classes really teach you basic office computer software that is now required for anyone to fill a job. So if you don't know Excel, if you don't know QuickBooks, or if you don't know... Um, uh, HTML or JavaScript, uh, we really do this at basically no cost. It's just a small administrative fee of about $36 for 10 hours worth of courses. And the, uh, that doesn't, obviously doesn't cover our cost of running the class. It's just to put some skin in the game, as it were. And uh, we've been very, very successful going through or reaching out to about 2,500 to 3,000 people on a yearly basis. So uh, that's just a nutshell of what we do. We are currently um, doing other stuff outside of the OU virtuality of online. We do job fairs. Uh, actually, have one coming up in Brooklyn on April 18th. And, and that's being done together with Assemblyman Dove Hyken. That's being done together with Assemblyman Dove Hyken, who um, has joined me on three previous um, job fairs, and he's been very instrumental in getting the people that he reaches out to to come to the uh, to come to the fair. And we've placed um, upwards of about 200 people, uh, counting all job fairs together that Dove and I shared. And we're looking forward to having a very successful uh, job fair as well. Do you have an idea of how many jobs, either full-time jobs, part-time jobs, internships, um, the job board has? placed and helped people find since the beginning? Is that a number that you can quantify and put your hands on, or it's more of... Now you're hitting a political hot, <laughs> hot uh, button. Uh, well, that's what we do here uh, yeah. at the Jewish Reaction. What, what, what happens is we only, we only could go by what people tell us. And because we're a virtual job fair, uh, a job board, uh, if you get a job and you don't let us know about it, or if an employer hires somebody and doesn't let us know about it, uh, it's kind of hard to quantify. But I can tell you statistically, with a little bit of uh, creative accounting, how we how we do come to a number. Uh, if you Google job boards, it will tell you that one to three, sometimes up to four percent of people who go on job boards get a job. One to four percent. That's it. So even if we use the low of two percent of people going on the OU job board getting a job, that translates into about 400 jobs a year over the past uh, five years. Uh, we're talking about 2,000 jobs plus about 250 to 300 jobs on job fairs. And then we have various different partners who take our jobs and actually run them and don't tell us if they place them or not. So we estimate about three and a half thousand jobs since uh, since we've really started. That is basically quantifiable. Um, but it's hard to say because uh, today I got an email just today. Uh, somebody took a course. And uh, six months ago, somebody took, I believe it was a um, 
HTML or Java course. They took it six months ago, and they got a job as a result of it, and now they want to take additional courses. What should we do? Does she, you know, do they sign up the same way as they did last time? So, you know, how do, how do you quantify or how do you actually go back and uh, run statistics on people who take our courses and then in turn get a job because of the knowledge that they have? Nobody's going to tell me after six months they took a Excel class by me. And, and that's uh, why they got a job, but got it certainly job. had a piece in it. it, it you know, so that, that's also a, a, uh, a uh, hypothetical that, w- that we can't quantify in any particular way. There are actually 1,500 jobs that we have uh, in writing that we took. We are now currently running. We are currently running based on January to present day. As I mentioned before, uh, Google statistics are any, be, anywhere between one and four percent. The job board is currently running at six to seven percent of all people who apply get a job, and that is quantifiable. Wow! But uh, it's too early to say if that is the true number or not, simply because it can take three months to get a job, it can right. take two weeks, you know. So we don't know. So we have to go out uh, six months and. If you re-ask this question to me sometime in June and July, I'll be able to give you an exact percentage number, and from there we could extrapolate uh, the actual figures. So my next question, actually, I think would, would be very different uh, for both of you, both for Jack and for uh, Cirilli. Cirilli of the OU Job Board and Jack of JUF, the Jewish Union Foundation. Um, this would be different. Jack deals more with people with developmental disabilities and trying to find them jobs and internships. Um, but is the job market still as bad as it was in 07 and 08? Has it gotten much better? Are there still that many more people looking for jobs out of work? Um, the job market has improved, but you have to you have to break down that question into a couple of categories. I know it's going to sound a little long-winded, but primarily there's a a certain percentage of people, unfortunately, who will not get a job, whether they're not qualified, whether uh, they are just not uh, capable of holding a job. So that percentage is always with us. What that percentage is, I don't know. Uh, the big problem today is um, it's not so much as getting a job, although that is a problem, and that has improved, I would say, uh, exponentially with the economy going up. But the big, big problem is that people who are making uh, good money, as it were, prior to 2007 or prior to, two th- to 2010, now get that same job for close to half the salary. So a typical example would be, and I have many friends, plus the many people that I've reached out to, uh, I had one person, and I'll just uh, leave her nameless. Uh, She was an executive vice president over at Citibank, and she ran their uh, internet department at one time, one of their internet departments at one time. They have many. She was making in the area of uh, $275,000 plus benefits, and in 2009, she was laid off. In 2010, they rehired her after she applied for an opening for the same exact job, except not the title, but it's the same exact job at $100,000. So she could have said, well, I made 275. Why am I allowing myself to make this Why 100? am I, quote unquote, selling myself short? Why am I selling myself short? 
That's on the one hand. On the other hand, she can say, well, let me take the job for $100,000. At least um, I'm doing okay uh, economically wise. And, and she did. The problem is with our community uh, and primarily the, the from-based community is we need, unfortunately, uh, a certain amount of money to live. Uh, whether it's uh, for the younger people with children, whether it's uh, the tuition that they have to pay, or whether it's the uh, shul membership and the various expenses that, that they have to go through, they need to live on X amount of dollars. I mean, if I were to guess, somebody living in the five towns with uh, three kids has to make a minimum of $200,000, for instance. Otherwise, it's just not manageable. It's, not it's, it's just not manageable. They, they're going to have to go back to the yeshivas and say, give me a break. They're going to have to go back to the shuls and say, I can't afford anything. They won't give charity. They won't give the tzedakah that you normally would expect of a young Jewish growing family. And now they lose their job, and they take another job to replace their $200,000 a year job because they have no other choice, uh, and they make $100,000 or $110,000. Many, many times now it's well under $100,000, but let's just use that $100,000, which sounds a lot for many people. But for the breadwinner and the only worker in the family, whether it's the wife or the husband, it does. It just doesn't cut it. Well, a hundred thousand dollars. The number itself sounds like a big number, but you right. know, if you were living in, you know, I've never been there, but I would have to imagine Idaho, and you have, you know, your one or two children in public school. It's a completely different correct ball game. Uh, it's just the nature of the beast. That's correct. Uh, you know, so th- this is geared obviously for for the uh, from community that the hundred thousand dollars is meaningless. Not meaningless, but the hundred thousand dollars just doesn't do it. You're right. If uh, kids are going to public school. And you don't have to worry about kosher food. About kosher food, and you don't have to join a synagogue, and you don't have to worry about Rosh Hashanah seats and sukkahs <laughs> and, right. and all of that stuff. You're right; it's a it's a great job. Unfortunately, um, we we are seeing a, a terrible trend. Uh, not a trend, but it's uh, situations where people are actually sending their kids to public school uh, because they just can't afford. The tuition, and that uh, really, the crux of that, the reason why that is happening, uh, besides the tuition being high, which is a problem, but I believe the reason why that is happening is simply because the earning power is just not there. And uh, for a person to, to, like I said, to earn $100,000 with a $3,500 or $3,000 or $2,000 mortgage with four kids uh, in yeshivas, it's very difficult. And, it's just that, not possible. And, and that's uh, one of the things that the job board does. It's not that we could really uh, solve this problem. I don't think anybody can. But one of the things that the job board does is we concentrate, uh, I would say, 65 to 70% of our jobs are concentrated on jobs that are six figures plus. So at least uh, when you go on the job board and you are looking for something, a value, you'll find a job at least in the six-figure uh, category. Uh, we have a lot of finance jobs that pay anywhere between one hundred and twenty-five and one hundred and seventy-five thousand dollars, which is nice because it also pays benefits normally, etc. And for those people who are not that qualified to that to get these type of jobs, so we have 
lower paying jobs as well, but we try to get the higher end of the lower end. Right. I, you know, it's very hard to say. So, for instance, uh, we we encourage people to take QuickBooks. It's not because we're making money on thirty six or fifty dollars, right. but it gives you another it, it gives, loop it gives in the you belt. Another, it gives you another avenue if you're working in an office and you're making thirty thousand dollars and as a, 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 a an executive assistant or as a, a you know an assistant administrator, which is you know par for the course. And now all of a sudden you have QuickBooks and you can move into the uh, accounting department as a junior bookkeeper, then you're adding fifteen, twenty thousand dollars to your salary Just for having base, taken a $36 just for course. Taking a $36 course. And people, uh, you know, have to understand that, that unfortunately they have to be up to technology or they have to be up to par in order for them to move ahead. Right. You're listening to the Jewish Reaction here on the Nachum Siegel Network. My name is Eli Hagler. I'm the assistant director of Yachad, and I'm being joined now in the booth by Srili Rosner, the intergalactical director <laughs> of the OU Job Board, and Jack Gorgi, the executive director of JUF, the Jewish Union Foundation. And we're going to speak with Jack and Srili again in just one second about the uh, first ever Yachad OU Job Board job fair. Uh, but just first, we're going to play a quick song here from Yosef Carduno, which was selected by Aviva from the OU Job Board. Yes. And the song is going to be Adon Olam. Adon Olam Asher Malach Beterem Go Yetzir Nivra Le'et Nasa Bechev Tzoko
Yosef Carduno with Adon Alam, and you're listening to the Jewish Reaction here on the Nachum Siegel Network. My name is Eli Hagler. I'm the Assistant Director of Yachad, and I'm sitting here with Shuli Rosner, the International Director of the OU Job Board, and Jack Gorgi. Jack, welcome to the show. Thank you very much for having me, Eli. Jack, tell us a little bit about uh, this small program that you and Shuli were able to pull off uh, just last week on uh, March 7th, I believe yes. it was. <clears throat> well, first of all, thank you very much, Shuli, for all your help. The OU Job Board, Shuli, and his entire staff uh, really helped us uh, in the beginning, setting it up, uh, the idea of finding the hall, and while we actually ran the show, you know, while we had the job fair, him and his staff were there in, in helping out well, in many Where did the ways. idea for the job fair actually come from? You know, to put on a job fair specifically geared towards uh, people with disabilities and trying to find employment for for that population. So, you know, you know, at JOF, we're always looking to try new different things and come up with new ways to get people not only employment, but other services that we offer at JOF. So we were just talking about it one day, and it just came up. As it would be nice to have, you know, some sort of a job fair for people with disabilities. Um, it was just an idea that was mentioned. Little by little, what we did was uh, we hired a job developer recently, uh, Yael, who works for me, and uh, her assignment was to get individuals in our own organization's positions, jobs. And by the way, we define jobs very differently than they do at the OU Job Board. For us, a job can be a part-time job. It could be a volunteer position. And why is that? Why is that that you feel, that, that you, at this point, that you need to define what a job is separate? differently from somebody else? Because a lot of the individuals come to us are really not job ready when they come to us. They're, and sometimes it's just a matter of being busy. You know, some of them are on Social Security, so it, there's an issue of making too much money. I mean, these are the questions that we get asked frequently. So how much am I going to make? While Shirley's clientele are worried about how much that they can make, we have clients coming to us that say, I don't want to make too much because it's going to affect my benefits. So we're coming from a totally different world. And some of these individuals just need to be busy. They need to be occupied. They need to be focused on something. And they need to 
get the experience necessary so that they can get a paid position in a competitive but, job. But that's something that we've spoken actually a lot about here. We actually had Yael Shochar and Dina Bach on the show a couple of months ago when we right. first introduced the idea of the job fair. Um, and it's that I mean, people with disabilities are able to contribute as well. The hardest part is finding the opportunity. You know, Dr. Luchman, the National Director of Yachat, always says that the single most difficult challenge facing the disability community now is the job market, is the opportunity or lack thereof of jobs and finding employment, even if it's an unpaid internship. Uh, it's just so difficult to find um, companies and, p- and people who are willing to give people with disabilities a shot. It is it is very difficult, but I'll, I'll add to that. Dr. Lichman's 100% correct. It is the single most difficult thing right now, but having them find a job, what I'm finding is not as difficult as getting them to keep the job. You know, we, we've got some people we've been placing, you know, even before the job fair, we started placing people, and when I say placing again, I'm talking about volunteer positions or internships, as we call them, you know, positions that lead to paid jobs. So we've been finding a lot of those internships and volunteer positions, but a lot of these individuals need a lot of work so that they can maintain, you know, the, the work ethic and work, you know, to be a to par for an employer so that they'll be able to get a paid job out of it or lead to a paid job. So what kind of work or added pluses or benefits, I guess, would, you know, does JUF offer the individual? Like, I know, for example, if the indiv- when the individual is placed at a job, JUF will pay a job coach to go with them Correct. to the job to teach them the skills and work with them until both JUF and the employer feel that the members' skills are where they need to be, what other type of services can you offer somebody? Right. We work on a very individualized basis. So everybody comes to us as an individualized program. And what that means is that he comes in, he, she comes in. It could be someone who really needs a lot of social skills. Something as simple as, you know, you need to be at work at 9 o'clock. You need to uh, shower before you go to your job. I mean, these are very basic, simple things, but you'd be surprised how many people don't do these very basic things. Uh, it could be travel training. You know, they, they, they're, they're good we at work. We take the subway for granted, just yeah. knowing you just get off at 42nd right. Street and walk two blocks. Correct. For somebody with disabilities, they can be taught that. They just need the time to be able to teach it and learn it and practice it. Correct, to put it correct. Into it. I mean, we had a situation recently where we had one young lady who was in our program, and uh, her mother told us she can't work. She's not travel trained. There's no way she could go to a job. I'll never trust her to go by herself. End of story. I don't want her to work because of that reason. We worked with her, and over time, it was felt by our staff that, you know what, we can travel train her. And we convinced her mother to let us try to travel train her. We did. We travel trained her, and we got her a job. Wow. And she's now working, and her mother's happy, and so far, everything's going quite well. That's amazing. So, Srilly, tell us a little bit about the, the, I guess, the job fairs that you put on in general, and the job fair specifically that you did together with Jack and JUF around people with disabilities. What Were there differences, or really there weren't? It's the same job fair, just happened to be that people with disabilities were attending this one. Well, first of all, I, I want to thank uh, Jack and uh, his staff and the entire um, organization, as it were, for giving me the opportunity to um, to participate in, in this job fair. I'm, uh, I feel really honored that he uh, came to us and came to me, and, um, uh, you know, it was his baby, and I just was there playing a supportive role, and uh, the fact that I was able just to play the supportive role is is highly appreciated, and I I learned a lot as well. On on the particular job fair that that we ran with Yachad, uh, there is a completely different uh, method 
of not the setup of the job fair, but how the job fair actually plays itself out. Uh, a good example, or I was telling Jack uh, at the job fair, a perfect example is when I run a job fair and I have uh, usually anywhere between four and 800 people coming, so they come in staggered times. So if the job fair starts at 11 o'clock in the morning, so out of the 700 people, let's say, let's take the high number, who are registered, I'll have 100 people, you know, right away busting down the doors, and then it'll stagger out. Through, over the course of the next the couple course, of hours. Over the course of the next couple of hours. Uh, so even if we take a smaller room that doesn't necessarily fit 700 people at one time, we're good. In uh, Jack's job fair, uh, it started at 11 o'clock, and he had uh, four or 500 people registered, and 450 people out of the 500 <laughs> came the first minute, you know? It certainly is not uh, kidding. Uh, I, and I, I'm really not kidding. But I can this. tell you, when I got there at 10.30 for an 11 o'clock opening, there was a line there was around a line. the there corner. Was, yeah. right. Around the a, corner. So, so this is one uh, typical example uh, of how, how it differs. I... Uh, I expected something like this, but I didn't expect it to the extent that it that it that it actually played itself out. Uh, the other thing that I did expect, and I and I told this to Jack, was uh, which is something that I've learned over my job fairs is people they go around the room, they do their due diligence, and then they schmooze. You know, this is a big schmooze thing. It's like uh, you know getting together. I wish we can call it a, a job fair slash networking event because that would be really more like it. Of course, you'd need the Forum or you'd need the Brooklyn Barclays Center to do that. Right. But when you're limited in space and limited in room, uh, it's very hard, uh, very hard to accommodate that. And in uh, in this uh, case, where with Jack, uh, the people did uh, stick around a lot, and we were sort of forced to take the initiative and tell them to move it along. So that's 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 a little bit of the difference. The employers, I gave the employers a heads up. Uh, of what to expect, and the employees were very, very, very uh, grateful, and I think uh, I think they enjoyed it. I think they were they, it was really nice. They absolutely enjoyed it, no question. So, what, what kind of feedback have we gotten from attendees who came, right. or even staff members right. who were working with individuals who came? So, first, I'd just like to state what what Surly was just touching on. We didn't do that on purpose in terms of staggering it so that you know people were 400 people in advance, and then you know it kind of quieted well, it down. Well, so all later. we have to do next for the next job <laughs> fair is just get the Barclays Center. There you go. I'm assuming Bruce Ratner is listening right now. Is the owner of the of the Barclays it's Center? It's funny because we had about we had about 200 applicants applications for the job fair. So we, we were anticipating 200 people. And I even asked Sruli about how many more people would you anticipate, you know, that didn't, you know, register. I think the number was about 100, you know, came back to me. And we also... So you were aiming and looking at a three... We were looking at We were looking at 300-ish. So when it came to more like closer to 500-ish, it definitely threw us off. Also, again, we never did this before. So we did not expect the heavy rush in the beginning like we got and that it was not staggered out through the entire day. So I think next time already, we've already talked about it. You know, when we know groups are coming, when we know schools are coming. And right, if you, you have know, a group or a school set to come yes. at a later time. Right, we would tell them to come at a later time so that we could stagger it and schedule it a little bit differently. Again, we did not know this number coming. I mean, we're very pleased that we got the number. That was a huge got. success. It was, we were very pleased, but definitely the staggering next time is something we're going to work on. We, we did a staggering in Israel um, when we did a job fair. The first time I did the job fair, it was in conjunction with the OU convention uh, in Israel. That was quite a few years ago. 
and we had uh, it was probably our largest job fair. We had close to seventeen hundred people. Wow, who came? So what we did then was very simply we staggered the times in alphabetical order because we we just couldn't come, just no way to come up with any other system. That the first 300 come between, you know, 10 and 11. The second 300 between 11 and 12. And we made sure that the employers are aware of that because they, uh, they, they had to stay really to the very end. The employers have the tendency of, uh, leaving after a certain amount of time. It's a long day. It's a, it's long a day. draining day. It's a long day. And I don't blame them. But, uh, so the staggering, we, like, like Jack said, we didn't expect this rush, uh, at one point. It, uh, and when we we did discuss this and Emit Hashem uh, on the next job fair that we're going to be doing, uh, I hope Jack will invite me again. Um, of course, we, we're going to do uh, we're going to do this uh, in a in a staggered way. You're listening to the Jewish Reaction here on the Nachum Siegel Network, brought to you by the OU, the Orthodox Union. My name is Eli Hagler. I'm the Assistant Director of Yachad, and I'm being joined in the booth for the last little bit by Cyril Rosner, the International Director of the OU Job Board, and Jack Gorgi, the Executive Director of JUF, of the Jewish Union Foundation. Uh, we only have a couple of minutes left, but where do we go from here? What kind of feedback have we gotten from employers who came looking to fill positions, and what's the next step? So the job fair took place uh, less than a week ago. It was last Thursday, actually. So we, we're starting to get the feedback now from employers. We got a little bit of feedback so far that they're definitely considering uh, some of the individuals who attended the job fair. They're setting up interviews with some of these individuals. Uh, we also have some feedback that some jobs were already taken, were, were gotten from this job fair. Uh, we actually have a group of individuals who work within our own organization who were asked to, as a group, run this uh actually run the, the center of where we had the job fair, that they actually got a job out of it from the center no, of where that, we got the job fair. That works out nicely. So that's a group of about maybe five or six individuals. Um, and I know there's a lot of the volunteer uh, people that were asking for volunteer positions that are going to welcome a lot of these individuals on board. So I, sh- I hope within the next week or so I'll have more idea of numbers, but definitely the, the response has been very positive. Everybody we've spoken to employer-wise has said they'd like to come back again. You know, for them it was well worth it to come here. So, you know, we're very pleased with the response so far. Wow, that's really awesome. And Shirley, what's up for the job board next? Well, as I said, we have uh, a job fair coming up uh, in April. Uh, We have the community uh, fair that the OU is running uh, that the job board will be uh, part of. Uh, And we're going to be doing uh, resume rewrites, free resume rewrites during the community fair. Uh, you only have a limited time to uh, sign up for that on the uh, job board. And that is, uh, you bring a resume with you. You'll be sitting down one-on-one with a resume professional, a resume writer professional. And they will go over your resume, uh, given a uh, limited amount of time between 15 and 25 minutes. They will do corrections on the spot. They'll give guidance, as in guidance counseling, um, that uh, they are equipped to do. And then you'll be able to come out uh, with a resume that's ready for the job market. And that's another event we're doing. We're, doing, we're going to do that same event in Queens with the, um, the JCC, uh, together with the JCC. We're looking at running a job fair in Israel. And, of course, we have our jobs. There you go. So if you're if you're interested in uh, either posting a job and or looking for a job, uh, you can you can contact the OU Job Board at OUJobs.org or you can send an email to jobs at OU.org. And Jack on the JUF side, you can send an email to JUFJobs 
at OU.org. Uh, and same thing if you're, if you're an employer looking to fill a position, I'm sure you can re- reach out to either um, of our guests that way. Uh, just before we go, we're going to play one last song. This is Eitan Katz with Baruch Hu.
Eitan Katz uh, with Baruch Hu. You're listening to The Jewish Reaction here on the Nachum Siegel Network. My name is Eli Hagler, and I was joined today by Suli Rosner, the uh, intergalactic-slash-international director of the OU Job Board, and Jack Gorgi, the executive director of JUF of the Jewish Union Foundation. Suli, Jack, thanks for joining me. Thank you, Eli. Thank you very much for having me, Eli. And, of course, there are, we'll continue speaking about what we've been talking about for a couple of weeks already, which is revolving around Team Yachad and raising money for Yachad through marathons and physical uh, activities. There are two very exciting new programs coming up over the next couple of weeks. Uh, first, we're going to be doing an event called the Color Run uh, in Denver, Colorado, which is going to be a local event for... Uh, people from Denver, Denverians, Coloradoans, whatever they're called out there on the West Coast. Uh, the Color Run is basically an, a, an event which is just an excuse to have a great time. Uh, it's a 5K, it's only 3.1 miles, um, and rather than um, just running a course, you actually, the one rule, well two rules, is the one is that you have to run in white, and two is that you have to have a good time. Um, and you get splashed and sprayed and have, you know, colored talc and powder uh, thrown on the course just to make it a more fun experience so that by the time you cross the finish line, your white t-shirt is obviously no longer white, but rather just a, an array of different colors, hence the name The Color Run. Uh, and Team Yachad is going to be having a team run in the Denver Color Run, uh, which is going to be done as a fundraiser and a fundraiser for our new Denver, Colorado chapter of Yachad. If you're interested in finding out about that, you can go to teamyachad.com. And the second program is uh, done in Toronto. We're going to be running in the 5K, half marathon, and full marathon uh, for Toronto, which will be which is scheduled for Sunday, May 5th. Um, oh, and I apologize. The uh, color run is the week earlier on Sunday, April 28th. Um, but in Toronto, you'll be able to do um, either the, the the 5K, the half marathon, or the full marathon and still raise money for a great cause for Yachad. And I want to thank everybody who had an involvement in bringing these new ideas to Team Yachad to continue spreading uh, the wings of Team Yachad as we continue to run around uh, the country raising money to promote inclusion for Jews with disabilities within the Jewish community and here at Yachad. Uh, we want to wish everybody a great weekend. We want to wish everybody an enjoyable Pesach, even though we will speak to you before then. Uh, you've been listening to The Jewish Reaction here on the Nachum Siegel Network. My name is Eli Hagler. I'm the Assistant Director of Yachad. I want to thank our guests who join me today, both Srili Rosner of the OU Job Board and Jack Gorgi of JUF, the Jewish Union Foundation, for their uh, spending their time with me talking about the first ever uh, Yachad and OU Job Board job fair 
which as we said earlier was a smashing success with more than 500 people with disabilities in attendance as well as 25 employers looking to fill slots and positions at their companies. So thank you to everybody involved in that. And thank you everybody and have a great weekend.